0: It is Friday, December 23rd. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. The Jaguars inch closer to a playoff spot. An Air Force mission accomplished. Here comes the Vegas truth.
1: This is straight out of Vegas.
0: we are straight out of vegas am your daily destination for sports conversation with a vegas lean here's what you need to know to start your day the jags take out the jets 19-3 on thursday night football air force wins the armed forces bowl 30-15 over baylor and trevor bauer
1: he is reinstated as his ban gets cut. What is the Vegas lead?
0: We're going to start with Thursday night football kicking off week 16 in the NFL. AJ and the Jaguars with a 19-3 win as it wasn't necessary, but the Dumbo teaser wins again.
1: I know I should have done the Dumbo parlay it looks like, but yeah, the 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 dog in the in the under easy winner on Thursday night football, when you add in the weather that was there in New York or in New Jersey, it just felt like a, a home run play. And listen, it's easy to say this in hindsight, but I said it before, gave it out on pregame.com. Zach Wilson is a favorite. It's just an absurdity. Like <laughs> Giving points with Zach Wilson just shouldn't happen. And I think what we saw last night was, we may have seen the last of Zach Wilson's Chances as a starting quarterback. I'm not saying he won't get another shot ever, but I think that he's like, no one's ever going to look at him as a potential starting quarterback. There may be situations where he goes into a camp with some sort of a battle. I don't think he'll win that battle. I I was, uh, and this is, of course, it sounds like revisionist history, but this, I, I, I will say this. I've never understood how Zach Wilson became the second pick in the NFL draft. He was a so-so player at a mid, you know, a, a mid level college. And he, they talked about him being like a toolsy player, except he doesn't have any tools. He's not particularly mobile. He doesn't have a like a cannon arm. He's like, he's, he's just kind of a guy like the upside for him seems like there's none. And the downside seems like the guy shouldn't be even be in an NFL locker room. Like this is, this is turning into one of the worst QB draft picks in the history of the NFL. And I said last night, if, if the jets were serious about winning this football game, which was a very winnable game, they should have brought Joe Flacco in at halftime. Instead, they eventually go to Chris Trevler who was much better, uh, but the damage had been done. And And I'm not sure why the Jets are hesitant to go with Joe Flacco right now. I know he's not the future of this franchise, obviously, but the Jets are trying to make the playoffs this year. Give yourself a chance. Like, I get you you invested in Zach Wilson. I think we can admit now that was a bad choice. You want Mike White to be the starter. If he can't be the starter, Zach Wilson should not be the answer.
0: Yeah, I agree, and, and I didn't understand it either because, you know, following college football that year, Kyle Trask was a better quarterback than Zach Wilson, you know, you you know, and Kyle Trask goes in the second round to the Buccaneers, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, if you would have asked me during the season, and maybe I'm uh, a little bitter because I did have a Kyle Trask Heisman trophy ticket that year at 50 to (laughs) one and uh, looked like he was going to win the, win the trophy until he had that horrible game at the end of the year. So uh, I was on pace. I probably could have sold that ticket at some point, but anyway, um, if you asked me during the, the college football season, like, who's who should be the number one overall pick? Well, obviously, it's Trevor Lawrence. But who should be the next quarterback taken? I don't think anybody was saying Zach Wilson. No, they weren't until some draft heads started saying it. And, yeah. and
1: once the draft nerds start saying, oh, this guy's got, he's got these tools, everybody
0: just said, oh, okay. Do you want to well, know what's what crazy? Like. Do you want to know what's crazy? And the team has been god-awful. But Davis Mills has been better than Zach Wilson he has been, but that's not, Davis Mills is also a terrible,
1: terrible quarterback. I agree. It, what's <laughs> that's crazy how bad that Zach inti- Wilson has been that entire draft. Like this year, look, it looks like Trevor, Trevor Lawrence looks like he's becoming a player. I think Trevor Lawrence is now a top half of the league quarterback. Like he, he's one of the 15 best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think now you can safely say the Jags didn't make a mistake. I think you look at the difference between the Jags under Doug Peterson versus what they were under urban Meyer. Yeah. And and you can say, yeah, this team should have been better than it was the fact that they're seven and eight right now that like, did they add some things to the roster? Sure. But should they have been the team that had the number one pick two years in a row? No, that's, there's a lot of urban Meyer uh, fingerprints on how bad the Jags were last year. I think Trevor Lawrence is the de facto best quarterback out of that draft. I think Justin Fields, because he has a mutant ability, which I always say if it comes down to two, like, again, if you you said, okay, pick between Justin Fields and Zach Wilson even two years ago. Not even close. Yeah, I would take Justin Fields. And I wouldn't have taken Justin Fields number two. That's not what I'm saying. But I would have taken Justin Fields before Zach Wilson. I would have taken Trey Lance before Zach Wilson because they have, like, something that you can't teach. They have a physical trait that Zach Wilson will never, ever have. So if it comes down to like a tiebreaker between guys like that, I want the guy who has a mutant trait. And Zach Wilson has no mutant traits. He, he's, he's just not, he's not understanding football at the NFL level, and he didn't do anything special enough in college to warrant it. It's a, it is one of the worst draft picks in some time as far as quarterbacks go. It, like I know he's not the number one pick, so you don't want to put Jamarcus Russell on him, but Zach Wilson's worse than Ryan Leaf. Uh, yes, I, I, I mean, and everybody talks about Ryan Leaf as like this disaster pick. Zach Wilson's a way worse football player than Ryan Leaf ever was. Yeah,
0: and, and now you look at both of these teams and the Jets who, you know, at one point looked like they were a lock to get into the postseason. Now in the AFC playoff picture, uh, they are behind Jacksonville with this loss. They're back to being behind New England. I just this, that's it. I, I think they're done. I don't I don't see them making the playoffs now. I actually think the Raiders have a better chance to make the playoffs than the Jets do. This team was seven and five.
1: Yep. And and you looked at their schedule back then and said, wow, they've still got Lions, Jags,
0: Seahawks on the schedule. This could be a, a ten and seventeen. And they were favored against the Lions. They were favored against the Jaguars. Like these are games that they, if you're just looking at the point spread, should have won. If if you
1: start out the season seven and four and then now you're sitting at seven and eight, I mean, there's really no excuse for it. And, you know, the, the Mike White thing is obviously in a way an excuse, but you never planned on Mike White being the guy anyway. So sure. it's hard for me to even allow that as an excuse. And I feel bad for the Jets defense, which I think is really good. Although, boy, Sauce Gardner getting just roasted last night by Evan Ingram, not something I was picturing seeing going into this game. Uh, but I, I don't know how the Jets it, – it's funny because a, lo- a lot of this season you've you've been saying, I don't believe in the Jaguars. I, I'm not sure if – the like I can't understand why people think the Jags are good. And now that we've seen these two teams play and you see the quarterback play that each team gets – it's a lot easier for me to understand why the Jags are good than how how the uh,
0: Jets were good because the Jets have their their quarterback plays just atrocious. So speaking of the Jaguars now, two games left against the Texans and the Titans. Is this your AFC South Division champion? I mean, they. they I I'm not sure what the odds are. I well, they were favored. You know, they were favored even prior to this game because the, of the Ryan Tannehill news.
1: Yes, I was going to say with with you know the Titans playing a a rookie quarterback for the rest of the season. They should be the AFC South champions. They should win that game at the end of the season. Uh, And honestly, they, they look like a, a whole new team. Like you have to give credit where it's due. And I really think a lot of credit goes to this coaching staff and the change that they made. This is clearly not the same team that it was a year ago. Like they, they, they clearly are playing with a different level of confidence and, you know, you can say, well, it's the Jets with Zach Wilson playing quarterback. Well, remember last week they played the Dallas Cowboys and beat them. Remember a few weeks ago they beat the the Baltimore Ravens and beat them. Uh, this is a team has a win at the Chargers this year. Like they, they've play, they beat the Raiders. They've played at the Titans earlier with Ryan Tannehill. They've got some quality wins. This is a pretty solid football team. Not that I think they're going to get in the playoffs and make any noise, but this is a, certainly a team – like if you said who's going to win the AFC South next year,
0: like if I had to pick someone today, are you picking anyone other than the Jags? Well, let's see who the Colts have at quarterback uh, and 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 at <laughs> head coach. Um, but you know it's fun. But and, I'm but that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. all the things we know today, then yes, the Jaguars would. It be the has bet. to be the yes. Jags. The Jaguars certainly are on the upswing, and if they win this division, they will be the four seed in the AFC playoffs. They will have a home game against the five seed who right now is Baltimore, but it could wind up being the Chargers, could wind up being the Dolphins. Um, And I would assume the Jaguars would be home underdogs to either of those three teams. It could wind up being the the Ravens, right? That's what I said, the Ravens, the Chargers, or the the Dolphins, maybe. So I would assume the Jaguars would be home dogs to any of those teams. Would you give the Jaguars a chance to win any of those games?
1: Sure. They, like I said, they've already beat the Ravens. They've already beat the Chargers. Why Why wouldn't that be yeah. a, a game that they could win? I, I think absolutely they can play with those teams. So, yeah, I, I think that especially as, as we talk about teams, Detroit is getting a lot of love for this. Uh, stinking at the beginning of the year and then picking it up at the right time. And, you know, they, they've been, maybe been a little bit hotter, but five and two. In their last seven games to Jags and one of those losses was at Kansas City which you know if they had won at Kansas City we'd be we'd all be losing our minds over this team right now so a team that's going five and two and they're going to be favored in their last two games at Houston and home to Tennessee if they go seven and two down the stretch yeah I, I think they're certainly going to be taken seriously come playoff time
0: Let's run through the rest of the NFL board for this weekend. AJ, we'll start with the big slate of games on Saturday, Christmas Eve. There's also three games on Sunday, Christmas Day. Uh, Monday Night Football will leave for Monday like we always do. The story of this weekend, though, is going to be the weather. There is frigid temperatures across the NFL. And I talked about this on the Dream Preview this week. I mentioned the. Uh, there's a tweet here from Field D8s of ESPN where he talked about the real feel temperature at kickoff for some of the Saturday games. You ready for this, Bill? You ready for this, uh, AJ? Let's do here it. We go. Bills at Bears, minus 11 degrees.
1: That's just miserable.
0: Seahawks at Chiefs, minus six degrees. Saints at Browns, minus nine degrees. Texans at Titans, five degrees. Falcons at Ravens seven degrees. Raiders at Steelers minus four degrees. Ugh. That is what they call an Arctic blast or whatever. yeah, yeah,
1: it doesn't doesn't sound like a lot of fun., uh, and I think that you you have to take all of these into account when you're when you're making your wagers this week because i I would expect there's going to be certainly lower scoring games than typical. Um and probably a little more variance than usual because of uh, there's probably going to be more turnovers than usual. It, it's just it's
0: a weird week, so beware is all I'll say. Let's start with the Bills at the Bears, Buffalo now an eight point favorite over Chicago, and yes, it will be frigid there in Chicago. So a lot of running the football for both of these teams, and I would expect we're going to see just as much running from Josh Allen as we see from Justin Fields.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's uh that's probably a good point. I'll say this though, I don't want to I don't want to lay a bunch of points with the Bills here. The Bears have done this to just about everybody. It seems every really good offense that they've played, they've been able to hang with. This is uh this not new. They did it a week ago against the Eagles. Uh, they did it with the Dolphins. They did it with the Lions. Can you score points on this team? Sure. Their defense is not very good but the offense keeps pace, particularly at home. Uh, So the Bills are coming off a game where they allowed their highest yard per rush mark this season, seven and a half yards. I'm buying into Justin Fields. And like you said, the weather's just going to be miserable Uh, The ability for an offense to move the ball on the ground is a major factor. I think the Bears should have no trouble staying inside that number and what I think will be a low-scoring game, especially a low-scoring game by Bills or Bears standards.
0: Yeah, I would agree, and we're seeing totals across the board just drop. Uh, This game is at 40-and-a-half right now. Uh, Moving on, the Saints and the Browns, and to me, I, I, I love the Browns in this matchup because we have a dome team in the Saints going to the frigid temperatures that will be in Cleveland on Saturday. And it's going to be all about the running game. And Cleveland is the better running team. Yeah, I,
1: my concerns with Cleveland are the health of Nick Chubb, first and foremost. If I mean, if he were a full go, I'd, I'd feel be, a lot better about this. Uh, but they said he's going to play. I hate what I've seen out of Deshaun Watson. I, the The Browns' offense is so much worse with Deshaun Watson than it was with Jacoby Brissett. And I know that's a temporary thing, but boy, for a, you know, if they're really trying to win games right now, it'd be a better option to have Jacoby Brissett out there. That said, like whatever you, whatever your handicap is, where you like the Saints or you dislike the Browns, I think it's a, at a minimum neutralized by the weather. Um, you know, a, a dome team and and a team that doesn't really have a great identity of running the football. Uh, going outside into that weather is tough. Maybe Taysom Hill has a big day. I, mm, I could see that. Mm. Uh, but it's, this is a stay away for me because I wanted to fade the Browns,
0: but the weather just doesn't allow me to do I it. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a package for Jacoby Brissett to get in there and run the football as well. So uh, we're going to see a lot of just running between both of these teams because there's going to be wind gusts as well. I think let me look at the exact wind. 26 mile per hour winds between the saints and the Browns with gusts. Let's see. Uh, I guess it just says here, 26 miles per hour Southwest. So windy overcast and Oh boy, just, uh, just bad weather. Not a lot of passing. Going to be a lot of running total. in this one is 32, which is amazing. Um, Another low total, another frigid temperature game, record lows in Nashville as the Titans take on the Texans. This is my favorite play of the week, AJ. Here's the last four times that Derrick Henry has played against the Houston Texans. 32 carries, 211 yards, and three touchdowns. 22 carries, 212 yards, and two touchdowns. 34 carries, 250 yards and two touchdowns, and 32 carries, 219 yards and two touchdowns. He has rushed for over 200 yards in each of his last four games against the Houston Texans. Yeah, and I
1: would expect them to have success again. The only way I could look is to the Titans here. But you do worry that I mean the the Texans should just be able to stack the box. I mean I but but but
0: no because the last time these two teams played earlier this year with Malik Willis at quarterback and Derrick Henry still had that day against them.
1: Yeah, well, listen, I I, it's Titans or pass for me. I I think that whatever you think of Malik Willis, I can't firmly say Malik Willis is going to somehow be the lesser of the two quarterbacks. Uh, out there on on Saturday. And when you look at the rest of the rosters, it's certainly Titans. When you look at coaching, it's certainly Titans. This line says the Titans are like just a tick better. No, no,
0: it doesn't make sense. It's it's too much of a drop. I understand it's going from Tannehill to Malik Willis. But like I said, these two teams played earlier this year with uh, Malik Willis as the quarterback. And the Titans in that game were a one point favorite in Houston. So it's the Saint, maybe it's a little more injuries on the Titans side, but still. And uh, if the only explanation is, well, the Texans have fought hard the last couple of weeks, I'm not buying it.
1: <laughs> well, and let's also consider this is much like the uh, the Saints game. This is a dome team going to play in this horrible weather. I think maybe you, get, you give the Titans a full home field here. So this line, the full three. So this line would basically say that the Texans are even with the Titans with Malik Willis at quarterback. And if I, you I don't go buy that,
0: if you go by our uh, pregame power ratings, so the difference that we have in our expected margins between both of these teams, and if you give the full three points for home field, because of the weather, this line should be 9.2 in favor of the Titans,
1: man. yeah, I can't, I can't get there with that. Well, and, and I think you have to, you have to remember the quarterback downgrade, but I I don't think it's that kind of a a, a downgrade. So
0: certainly not a touchdown. Yeah, no, let's go to the Seahawks at the Chiefs. Another cold weather game, Kansas City, a 10 point favorite against the Seahawks team that uh, appears like their dream season has uh, they've woken up, let's say. Yeah, and I,
1: I agree with with that. But this this kansas city chiefs team it's kind of like what i said about buffalo or earlier you know buffalo's not they're not run away from teams the way they were early in the season this is now a, a few weeks in a row where the chiefs looked very mortal other than a win that they just dominated the rams corpse it's been like tough game with the titans tough game with the jags tough game with the chargers a game that they blew a fourth quarter lead against the bengals then lost a game they almost blew a fourth quarter lead and lost or could have lost against the broncos in a game that they beat the worst team in the league in overtime, a game they easily could have lost against the Texans. Picking them as a 10-point favorite right now against anybody doesn't feel great to me. Uh, this is a team in Seattle that that plays in a lot of bad weather. I don't know that the the home field, like the the bad weather edge, is great for Kansas City, especially because Kansas City's offense is more pass-reliant than, than Seattle's. I, I'm not in love with the Seahawks this week. But I wouldn't play the Chiefs laying double digits either.
0: So I I will say this. um, If you looked at the team, there's an interesting, interesting trend about the teams that have played the 49ers and what they have done the following game. Now, think about it. The 49ers are a very, very physical team. So it used to be this way with the Steelers, used to be this way with the Ravens. Just it's the week after playing that physical game, that physical team. You don't tend to do well. This season, teams after facing the 49ers are one and twelve straight up, three, nine, and one against the spread.
1: Man. Well, that's that,
0: that is the worst previous opponent in the yeah, NFL. Yeah. It's yeah, the worst record. Yep. It's the worst record for a previous opponent. So be weary of that. But I got no play on this game either way. Uh the Giants at the Vikings, Minnesota, a four point favorite. I'm actually on the Giants in this spot, AJ. I think this is a good opportunity to fade the Vikings after that just miraculous win last week. Um, it, they've already clinched the division. So, yes, there's a chance that they can lock up the two seed, but they're going to have other opportunities to do it. I think you got a Giants team that's playing with confidence after that win over the, um, Commanders last week, the Giants are 8-2 and two ATS as underdogs this year. Saquon Barkley looked well, and I, I think that you got a Giants team that has a lot to play for with a Vikings team that is a little content right now. Uh, I think I'm going to take the points here.
1: Yeah, it's the only way I'd look, it, and its I, I'll be honest, I think my favorite play is the over, and you're not going to have a chance to play many overs this week. But I think both these teams get theirs on the offensive side. I don't really see a way that the Giants' D can slow down Kirk Cousins the way he's played right now. Uh, and you're right. I think the Giants' offense is playing with a little bit of confidence. And the Vikings' D is very beatable. So uh, it, I would, if I had to p- pick a side, it'd probably be the Giants' here. But I think I like the total a little more.
0: Well, it's going to be negative one degrees. It's going to feel like negative 23 But that's outside. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that. Inside. They're going to be nice and cozy. Inside, they'll be nice and comfortable and hopefully the sun shining in through those windows there at U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, The Bengals at the Patriots. Cincinnati, three-point favorites. uh, Another cold game. And, you know, all this Bengals team does is win and cover 19-3 ATS in their last 22 games. I mean, listen. This feels like the the
1: sucker play, uh, and they've reeled me right in here. Uh, this is a really, really bad Patriots offense, and now they're doing the most anti-Belichick thing ever, which is losing games by being stupid. Which is something you just you have never seen by Belichick coach teams. They've never like given games. They literally gave a game away. They have yet to beat a team that has a winning record that's currently above 500. This is a, this is one of the best teams they faced all season long. The Patriots' remaining schedule: Bengals, Dolphins, Bills. This team is not making the playoffs. That le- that loss last week had to be completely deflating. Cincinnati defensively, I think, is almost as good as the Patriots. Although they are getting to, they're starting to get beat up a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, I. But Cincinnati offensively is on just a completely different plane than where New England is. This New England offense is just dreadful. I I don't know how they get anything going here. So it's Bengals or or nothing.
0: Kind of like the under cold weather, but Bengals defense has been playing so well. Uh, it just feels like that. Although you know the Bengals can score at will, so this is going to be interesting. Another interesting game: Lions at the Panthers. Detroit two and a half point favorites and. You know, last week I was against the Lions. I didn't like the fact that, you know, they're going on the road. This time they're playing again on the road in cold weather. They're a different team on the road than they are at home. It's obvious. And the Panthers are just a very, very physical team. They run the ball extremely well. I think the Lions could be in trouble here.
1: Yeah, I feel the opposite. Uh, I, I still think that Sam Darnold just absolutely stinks. Yeah um you know this is a a a Carolina team that is when games get into track meet situations what was it what was the stat you always said If, if when their opponent scores x amount of points the Panthers don't win and my guess is the Lions put up their points in this game and force
0: the Panthers to to keep up I don't see how they do it weather forecast for this game calls for 21 degrees 11 mile per hour winds with a feel like temperature of 10 degrees and since week eight the Lions defense is 13th
1: in DVOA mm. like they've, it's not just the offense it's been good this has been a, a it's gone from one of the worst defenses in the first half of the season to an average defense in the second half and with that offense who that that uh that dog
0: will hunt friend the fighting Dan Campbell's. Yeah. Uh, we fightin got kneecaps. <laughs> we got the Falcons at the Ravens. Baltimore, a six and a half point favorite. Total is 34 and a half. It, it, it is going to be Tyler Huntley at quarterback. Lamar Jackson is still out. Desmond Ritter, obviously, the new quarterback for the Falcons. Not much of a line move with the announced, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson being out. And I kind of agree with it. I just think the Falcons, we talk about dome teams now going outdoors into bad weather, 14 degrees, 15 mile per hour winds, a feels-like temperature of zero degrees. I know Desmond Ritter played his college ball at Cincinnati. Still, I take, and these are two very good running teams, so the game plan is going to be about the Falcons running the football as well, the only difference between the two teams is that the Ravens actually have an elite run defense. The Falcons don't. Yeah,
1: I like. I I think if you had given me the seven, seven and a half, I probably would have taken the 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 underdog here just because I think points are going to be really really hard to come by. Uh, but at six and a half, it's going to end up being a pass for me. I do think the Ravens win this game. I think they they are getting to the point where they really need to start winning some games, uh, even without Lamar Jackson. Like they've they've got to keep their heads above water. Uh, this total has dropped since the announcement that Lamar wasn't gonna play. It was it was sitting at 37 and a half, which I was like, oh, if, if they announce Lamar's not gonna play it, it's above 37. I'm gonna hit it, drop down to 34 and a half. I didn't get a piece of it. Um this may be a good spot for a Dumbo teaser play where not a same game teaser, I guess, where I would take the Ravens down to basically a pick'em, Yep. Yep. And, or by a half, and then uh, it put, I'd put it to 40 and a half on the total. I don't see how that many points get scored with two, two teams that are going to be very run reliant and make no mistake. The Ravens have to be run reliant right now. Because Devin DuVernay is on the IR. like Sammy Watkins isn't going to just snap his fingers and be part of this offense. The the Ravens don't have any outside weapons. This is going to be a run fest for both teams.
0: Yeah, I think the Ravens are an excellent teaser candidate. As well as this next team, the San Francisco 49ers at home against the Commanders. Niners are six and a half point favorites. And let me just throw this out to you. Uh, Christian McCaffrey did not make the Pro Bowl roster. That is an absolute snub. He was leading the fan vote, but the players and coaches did not vote him in. This is not like a normal year where uh, there's a Pro Bowl game that players will opt out of or injuries or the Super Bowl players not playing in it. So there's always replacements. Nope, There's there's no game. It's just a skills competition. The Pro Bowl roster is the Pro Bowl roster. There won't be any replacements. So Christian McCaffrey is going to ball out this week to show everyone how pissed off he is. Here's a great stat since acquiring Christian McCaffrey full time in week 8. I'm not counting the game that they played on the Thursday night when he was just got there two days, right? Since acquiring him as a full-time player. They're 7 and 0, 6 and 1 against the spread. Wow.
1: Yeah, I, I, again, I think this is the best team in the NFC, so uh, it's it's not overly surprising to me. I think the the Commanders also the last two games have just been crippling to them, like uh, the tie with the Giants, then losing to the Giants. Like this was one of the teams that they had to they had to win one of those games. I mean, the, the odds of them making the playoffs now are just dramatically decreased um, And at the 49ers like this is, in my opinion, a must win game for the commanders, which is why I'm not rushing to the window to bet the 49ers who have already wrapped up their division and really have no shot. At, at, you know the the one seed so like what, what's the big deal here mm. uh but it, i i i want nothing to do uh with fading this 49ers team is playing so well right now especially as a quarterback like heineke it just yeah. feels like this defense is going to
0: dominate him minchu mania as the eagles take on the cowboys this spread all over the place it was it was originally dallas minus one minus one and a half the rumors started coming out everyone bet the cowboys then it was Nick Sirianni saying that Jalen Hurts might play. The total, the, the, the spread ticked down. Now he's officially announced out Jalen Hurts, so it is Gardner Minshew. Spread is now Dallas minus four and a half. I got to be honest. I get it. There's a incredible trend that goes against the Eagles, and we talked about it on the Dream Preview, so go ahead and listen to that. But I feel like Gardner Minshew is the best backup quarterback in the NFL. And I wouldn't be surprised if this Eagles team plays hard and has a real good chance to win this football game.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't disagree. Um, this game loses a little bit of luster with with no Jalen Hurts, obviously. But I thought that the Cowboys, this like I could have seen the Cowboys really getting up for this spot before. Uh, now, I mean, I assume they're still going to be, they're going to still go all out to win this game. My concern for the Cowboys, though, was, their defense has just not been good the last several weeks, and most of it has been injuries in the secondary. Gardner Minshew can hurt your secondary more than than Jalen Hurts probably would have. Jalen Hurts, I would have expected them to to be a run heavy offense. Uh, you you expect to see more passing out of Minshew. I think they may have more success through the air. I, it's Eagles or pass for me, even without Jalen
0: Hurts. I would agree with that. Sunday, uh, Saturday night football, excuse me, Raiders. At the Steelers Pittsburgh, minus two and a half,
1: yeah, I, I I don't know where to look in this game. Um, obviously, I don't want to bet the Raiders coming off the the win that they just had. Um, you know, this is they they are just a roller coaster to bet on. It's not fun. like I mean, it was fun when they won the game last week. But as someone who had Raiders minus one, it wasn't fun watching the end of that game because like, how do you give this game away to this dead Patriots offense? Uh, and you know, I've I've been a fan of the Steelers since TJ Watts been back. I it, it, this is a tough call for me. I don't know who who to like here. I guess if if I gunned ahead, had to take a side. I'm probably siding with the Raiders, though. It feels like they're a finesse team, even with the success Jacobs has had. It still feels like. Do you want Derek Carr in you know sub frigid temperatures? <laughs> I don't know that I do. I think the Raiders at, at 2.5, though, are a really good piece for a uh, for a teaser because I, I, I think that this is, again, a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be really hard for either team to get separation.
0: Yeah, that I would agree with. And all
1: the Raiders' losses are
0: one-score games. Yes. They either blow it at the last minute or they win it at the last minute. Yes, and the Steelers, they're not going to blow them out. So I, I completely agree the Raiders would be a teaser piece. Let's go to the three Christmas Day games, starting with the Packers at the Dolphins. And I love betting on the Dolphins or the Jaguars late in the year when they play cold weather teams. So the theory is you have a cold weather team like the Packers coming out of the frigid temperatures of green Bay, Wisconsin, they go down to Miami and your body just almost goes into vacation mode. And I love betting on the Dolphins in that situation. However, there's, it's not a typical Miami weather day. It's going to be 55 degrees and rainy. So all the weather advantage, all of that handicap, throw it out the window here.
1: Yeah, and the the Packers are my favorite bet of the week. Uh, These two teams are just, they are passing each other like ships in the night. The, The Dolphins are collapsing right now, and the Packers are clawing and fighting to try to get into things. I said this last week, it felt like Aaron Rodgers was rejuvenated. It looked like he was having fun. Uh, and th- the Dolphins—they've forgotten how to throw in the ball. They, this during this three-game losing streak, they're 21st in DVOA passing DVOA. The first 12 weeks of the season, they were number one. What's Green wow. Bay do good on defense? They stop the pass. That's really the only thing they do well on defense. You can run against them, but Miami doesn't really like to run. L- look at the Chargers game. Chargers—one of the worst run ds in the league. They ran the ball. Miami ran the ball 38% of their plays and didn't even get to 100 yards. And I think the Dolphins are tired, you know, you can say, well, they stayed out on the West coast for those two games, but that's still two weeks out on the West coast. And then you go to Buffalo and you play in in that tundra and now you go home and it's, you have to work on Christmas day. This doesn't seem fun. Yeah. (laughs) the, The chargers, the chargers had nearly 80 plays of offense against them two weeks ago. The bills ran over 70 plays last week. I think the D is gassed. And then the Aaron Rodgers as a dog numbers are just overwhelming. As a dog of more than three points, 61% ATS in his career, but he's on a current eight and one cover streak with seven outright winners. So the last nine times he had, a, he was catching more than three points, eight and one, seven outright winners. And then Matt LaFleur, nine and one career catching more than three against the spread. So uh, the Packers are, are my best bet for the week.
0: We got the Broncos taking on the Rams in L.A. Denver two and a half point favorites. I assume it's still Baker Mayfield at quarterback for the Rams and Russell Wilson back for the Broncos. Yeah, I, I don't really have a, a great feel for this game. Me neither. Uh, I, I just don't it, even want to watch it, honestly. <laughs> I don't
1: I don't particularly want to watch it either. It, it feels like, you know, the Broncos, their offense looked pretty good last week, Um I this is a this is a total dud though. I, I I've just I've got no interest in playing it. Baker, I, I don't know what's gonna happen for uh the, the quarterback position for the Broncos. The, like the i you can't get
0: me to be interested in this game. I'm sorry. Let's go to Sunday night football, the Bucks at the Cardinals, Tampa Bay minus seven and a half. Tom Brady against Trace McSorley.
1: Yeah. Um boy, if you'd said I'd be considering Trace McSorley against Tom Brady. I would have thought you were crazy but who are the bucks blowing out you know who who are who is this team running away from like when the when the bucks do and they rarely do win now like it's a it's a massive comeback upset against the rams or a massive comeback upset against the saints i, I don't i don't want to give more than a touchdown with the tampa bay bucks it doesn't make any sense to me it feels really gross and i hate playing cliff kingsbury late in the season but I, I just think the Bucks are a bad team, and no matter a team as bad as I think they are, seven and a half points, no way. Cardinals are nothing here.
0: Yeah, this is one of the games where you know it's like it seems obvious, but the spread is just way too high. I oh actually, my God. I, I actually think that this has a dangerous chance to go over. You might think under because not a lot of scoring is going on. It's Trace McSorley and. You know, the Bucks haven't really done much, but this could be a game where the Bucks' offense breaks out and maybe uh, Trace McSorley gets a couple of touchdowns on the board. By the way, you know how Tom Brady's done
1: uh, in, with the Bucs in primetime? Horrible.
0: 2-11 ATS wow. since getting to Tampa
1: in primetime.
0: Even worse than I thought. 15% ATS. Gross. There is your wrap-up of the Christmas weekend NFL games. Ball mania continues, AJ. <laughs> bowl See, I'm, mania. I'm stealing your term now. It's ball mania. Uh, the Armed Forces Bowl was last night in Fort Worth, Texas. You and I both had plays on the same team. You, you big balls did. I did. You took the points. I took the money line with the underdog. Air Force over Baylor. Air Force wins 30 to 15. And as I tweeted out last night, come on. You were really going to bet against a service academy in the Armed Forces Bowl? Think about it. Baylor, was they won the Sugar Bowl last <laughs> year.
1: Now they're playing in like eight degrees in the Armed Forces Bowl. they You could tell they did not want to be there. I'll tell you, I mean, this is tough. You know, I, I hate to badmouth college kids, but Blake Shapin is not a, a high-level college quarterback. Baylor, for... For Dave Aranda, supposed to be some great uh, recruiting guy, like you, you got to get something better than that in there. They got to find a way to upgrade quarterback in the portal because he, he's just not the answer.
0: I just think that if you wanted to bet against Air Force, you're not an American. So uh, I mean,
1: it's it, it's it's foolishness, is what it is. Yeah. And Baylor struggled to stop the run all year. Were they going to stop it in you know sub ten degree weather? Nope. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, Two hundred and seventy six rushing yards for the Air Force Falcons. Two. Seven, that's what six. they do. That is what All they do day long. Baylor O of eleven
0: on third down in this game. Yeah. Yeah. You're not beating Air Force doing that. Nope. It's just not gonna work. So, Bowl Mania continues. Uh, I'll do a rundown here of the games. Uh, AJ and I, we did a full breakdown on the Dream Preview College Football Edition. So, if you want to uh, find out more about these games, go to RJ Bell's Dream Preview feed. Or, if you're listening to this podcast on RJ Bell's Dream Preview feed, find the college football episode. It's part two of our Bowl Previews, and we went through every single game actually leading up until uh, this. Coming Wednesday because we record the podcasts on Tuesday nights. So here's what's coming up today. We have two bowl games, Louisiana and Houston in the Independence Bowl in Shreveport. Uh, Houston is a seven point favorite, total 56.5. Every Houston game goes over. We have Wake Forest (laughs) and Missouri in the Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa. Wake, a two and a half point favorite, total 58.5. So this spread AJ actually moved from when we recorded the podcast earlier this week, when Wake was about a one-point favorite.
1: Yeah, so there's some money coming in on Wake, and I think rightfully so. I think we agreed that was yeah. the right side. Just a lot of opt-outs for Mizzou. Mizzou's strength is their defense, and they've got a lot of players
0: not playing on that side of the football. Even at two and a half, Wake would still be the lean. Just one game on Christmas Eve, Middle Tennessee, San Diego State, and the Hawaii Bowl. San Diego State, a touchdown favorite, total 48 and a half. You made a great point on the college football pod when you said San Diego State won't be phased by traveling to Hawaii because they do it all the time. They know how to make this a business trip. Yeah. San Diego State goes every other year to Hawaii.
1: They went last year, and they beat Hawaii on the island in this stadium. Like They, they understand what it means to, to make this a business trip. I think that's something that Middle Tennessee State may have a hard time doing.
0: I miss Aloha Stadium. Uh, (laughs) Let's move along. Let's talk about the game. Uh, Well, that's it for the weekend, actually. There's no games on Christmas. So just the two games here today and the Christmas Eve game on uh, Saturday. And then Bowl Mania will resume on Monday, Christmas Day, observed uh, with the Quick Lane Bowl. So we'll preview that on Monday morning show. (laughs) It seems like every day, AJ, Major League Baseball is still in the news. The Carlos Correa fiasco this week was absolutely wild. And what we found out yesterday is that an independent arbiter ruled in favor of Trevor Bauer. So what happened was they shortened his suspension, which was 324 games. They shortened it to 194. And that means because he's already served 144 games of his suspension, he is eligible to be reinstated immediately. And uh, he will, you know, miss the first 50 games of this season to make up the difference. And then that's it. He's ready for the final what's 162 minus 50 is that 112? Wow. 112 112 good, good math so here here's the the next step the Dodgers have two weeks to decide if they're going to reinstate him to their roster I've seen reports though that says the Dodgers are going to release him
1: well I mean that's a that's a good chunk of money that they would be they'd be throwing out there but listen I think there's, there's a lot of sanity to this uh I, the initial reports about trevor bauer it's like ooh, that's alarming but then when the judge was saying he didn't do anything wrong he didn't do anything that she wasn't okay with like he, she said no there's no restraining order this lady her her story is a lie and then for him to be suspended for the number that they threw out there it just felt unfair to me it didn't it didn't feel like justice was being served uh so i i mean i'm happy for trevor i don't know like whatever trevor bowers into in his sex life okay is is it is it different weird whatever you want to call it that's none of my business yeah doesn't mean you should be getting suspended from your job and and costing yourselves you know 37 38 million dollars uh which is what it looks like you know they saved 20 the dodgers saved 28 million by him not playing last year they're going to save another almost 10 million uh for the start of this year so it's a lot of money that he's missed out on for something that the justice system said he didn't do anything wrong. That's tough. That's really tough, in my opinion. So if Trevor Bauer gets cut by the Dodgers, I, I think that there's going to be someone who's going to pick him up.
0: Yeah, watch, the, watch the Mets sign him. They've signed everybody else this offseason. And, and you know what? I think Trevor
1: Bauer will play really well when he comes back. And He's only 31. Someone, someone will sign it. Think about, think about the money that Justin Verlander just got. Yeah. If if Trevor Bauer goes out and has a season that's – let's say it's almost like Justin Verlander's season last year, what kind of money is he going to get at 31, 32? Yeah. I mean, yeah, just this, – this Trevor Bauer is uh, – he's still got a lot of money to make in, in Major League Baseball. Uh, I, I think that – I think that I, I, I'm happy for him, to be honest. I, I'm big on, hey, believe women. But, again, when, when all the evidence was was presented – it's it sounds like this woman was kind of into what was going on. Uh, so I, I, I can't I can't say that, you know, I'm I'm mad at Trevor Bowen.
0: As we get ready uh, for Christmas weekend, still one more day before Christmas Eve. So technically, two more days before Christmas, before you wake up and open presence on Sunday. I think it's going to be great to have all the NFL on Saturday. It's just, it, it, it's just football. It's going to be great. Uh, but we have a full slate of NBA games here on Friday because the NBA is going to be off on Saturday before the uh, big NBA day On Christmas, the NHL also has a full slate coming up tonight because the NHL will be off uh, on Saturday, Christmas Eve, as well as uh, Sunday, Christmas Day. So they're going to hit their holiday break. So let's start with a Friday evening look ahead. Let's start with the L.A. Clippers
1: three point dogs at the Philadelphia 76ers. That should be a good one. The San Antonio Spurs catching seven at Orlando. The Bucks, two and a half point dogs at the Nets. The Nets playing really good ball right now. Timberwolves, plus eight and a half at Boston. The Pistons, nine point dogs at the Hawks. The Knicks, five point favorites, hosting Chicago. The Cleveland Cavaliers are Cleveland Cavaliers. My Cleveland Cavaliers, let's face it. Four-point favorites hosting the Raptors. Miami Heat, six and a half point favorites hosting the Pacers. The Mavericks, six-point favorites on the road at Houston. The Pelicans, two-point dogs at the Thunder. Blazers plus five at the Nuggets. Wizards plus eight at the Kings. Grizzlies, two-point favorites at Phoenix. And the Hornets catching three and a half at the Lakers.
0: So there will be uh, five games coming up on Christmas Day in the NBA. It is a tradition. Some would say this is when the NBA season starts, AJ. Uh, But the first game will be noon Eastern time, 76ers and Knicks. And the numbers are not out on this game just yet. But having worked many Of those Knicks Christmas Day games, the Knicks always played the early game on Christmas uh, for years until they skipped over them. I think it was, I don't know, a couple years ago, they skipped over them for two years because they were just bad. Uh, But the Knicks always go under on that first game of Christmas. Last year, Knicks-Hawks total finished at 188. A couple of years before that, it was knicks bucks 2018 2019 total finished uh i believe it was just under you know 200 um let's see you had a uh just under two a uh, little over 200 between the sixers and the knicks the year before that then it was a it did game it did go over uh knicks celtics 119 114 um I think Melo was still on the team back then. Uh, There was also a 191-point performance against the Wizards. Uh, I can keep going. A 190-point performance against the the Lakers. So you're saying you like the under. Yeah, Knicks, Sixers, (laughs) under on the noon day, the first game on christmas day the rest of your christmas day schedule lakers at the mavericks bucks at the celtics grizzlies at the warriors and oh man that game has lost a lot of juice yeah if the nba had flex scheduling they would wish that they could take this game out of christmas day and then the uh suns at the nuggets like can we petition the nba to replace the warriors with like the pelicans On Christmas, anything, anything, yeah, I'm I'm with you. That's it's a bummer because that would that would have been a really good game. All right, let's talk about the NHL games that we have on tonight's schedule. Flyers at the Hurricanes, Carolina minus three oh five, playing the second out of a back to back after beating. The uh, Pittsburgh Penguins last night. The Bruins at the Devils. Boston, minus 115. The Bruins also playing the second out of a back-to-back after beating Winnipeg 3-2. Jets at the Capitals. Washington, minus 165. You got the Panthers at the Islanders. Florida, minus 115. Islanders lost to the Rangers last night. Canadians at the Stars. Dallas, minus 335. Total of six there. Avalanche at the Predators. Colorado, minus 115. The Blue Jackets at the Blackhawks. Two of the worst teams in the NHL. Chicago minus 115, total of six and a half. Canucks at the Oilers, Edmonton minus 220. Kings at the Coyotes, LA minus 170. Blues in Vegas here to take on the Knights, VGK minus 165. And then the Flames at the Ducks, Calgary minus 210 as the NHL will wrap up for the Christmas break. Speaking of Christmas, we gave you a couple of promo codes this week that had to do with Christmas. And because this is our final show before Christmas, AJ, I'm giving them both out. Oh, I love it. If you have missed the opportunity to get 20% off at pregame.com, because you can only use the coupon code once, so maybe you were only listening and you used one of the coupon codes, Uh, or if you were listening the other day and you used the other one, Doesn't matter. Use the one that you didn't use yet. Here are the codes. Holly 20, Jolly 20. Holly Jolly. Have a Holly Jolly Christmas. 20% off at pregame.com. Promo code Holly 20 or Jolly 20. Whichever one you haven't used yet, use the other one. Take 20% off anything daily best bet. I'll have a three-star NHL play tonight. Uh, We got NFL, bowl games. AJ's got college basketball, bowl games, NFL as well. Uh, McKenzie's got NBA. Fezzik's got everything under the sun. Goodfella, Hitman. Whoever you want to purchase, take 20% off at pregame.com. Again, Holly 20, Jolly 20. AJ, have a very Merry Christmas. Uh, feel better. We've all been under the weather this entire week. Hopefully uh, next week as we get ready for the new year, we're all in better health, but have a very merry and safe Christmas. Same to you, my friend. We are straight out of Vegas. Hey, yeah.